everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a best and worst edition of our take on the bold and the beautiful. My name is Jonathan. I'll be your host today. And joining me, as always, we have Marissa, Jenna, and Durante. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. All right. So we're doing something a little different today we're going to be counting down our best and worst of 2019 for this show so this is going to be a fun one um we've got some really interesting categories um that might be controversial we'll, we'll find out um but jenna why don't you get us kicked off with best actor who do you got <sighs> all right so 2019 best actor I'm going to say Torsten K. Just Ooh. because when, like I said before in the last podcast, when he cries, I get sad. Like he has this thing, he does this little like crack in his voice, he you does. know, when he's like about to cry, but he's not crying yet. And it, it just, it, it, it stabs something in my body. Like it, it hurts. Like I get so upset, like a little sad panda, you know, <laughs> like I'm just like, Oh, you poor baby, you know? And I honestly, I think his body of work over this year has been really, really good. Like from the stuff with, you know, helping Steffi with, you know, getting over the loss of, you know, Phoebe when, you know, Phoebe is Beth, all that stuff, you know, it's not like we didn't hear it enough, mm-hmm. you know, to like his breakup scenes with, with Brooke and like this like weird like chemistry vibe that he has with Shauna you know I just I think he's been putting in a lot of really really great work this year so for me it's him nice all right Durante who'd you yes Thorsten K um for the same reason I think he's been doing great this is the first year where I actually saw Ridge when I watched him um yeah I I really enjoyed enjoyed his I really have enjoyed his acting of late, especially this past week with his breakup scenes with um, Brooke. I I really felt it. I almost cried. So, yeah. Nice. All right, Marissa, who did you pick? I picked um, Matthew Atkinson um, as Thomas. I thought he's been, honestly, he's really playing the psycho really, really good. Um, I'm enjoying his performance. Um, I really like um, the other actor that played Thomas, and he's really, honestly, Matthew, he's stepped into the role, and he's been so amazing, and I'm loving his him as Thomas. So, Matthew Atkinson is also my pick for Best Actor of 2019, and pretty much for the same reasons that you said, but it's honestly the fact that I'm buying this story, because the writing for Thomas has been garbage since he's come back. Like, they are not doing him any favors, but I literally buy this craziness of a scene, and I buy that he feels this way, and that he does these things, and that he's mentally unstable, and that he has Douglas terrified of him for a proper reason. Like, I I get that because of Matthew's performances, and to see the growth that he's had since he was on YNR, like... This is night and day different, and yes. I'm so proud of him and so glad of the growth, and that's why he's kind of my best actor uh, for 2019. So, Marissa, this is yours. Who is best actress for 2019? Um, I picked Jack McInnes Woods um, as Steffi. Um, I think that she's just amazing <laughs> overall. 
But um, her story when um, with the whole Beth thing and Phoebe and when she broke down when they took Beth away from her and she fell down. Oh, my God. Like, she legit had me in tears. And I think she did amazing. And just I did an honorable mention, but I did Heather Tom because when um, she was in the hospital and she was crying and she was saying how she didn't want to die. I thought she did amazing. This woman is just a god. So I picked both of them. Very cool. Uh, Durante, who did you pick? I actually picked Heather Tom. And even though she hasn't been on screen a lot this year, I feel like for the little time she was on screen, she completely outshined every other actress on that show. Her hospital scenes were phenomenal. And just, I think they need to use her more because you can't waste the talent like that. Oh. Nope, not at all. All right, Jenna, who did you pick? Um, I picked Anika Nicole, um, because you know she she had a really really big story this year, and it's not easy for especially for like a newer actress to not only step into the shoes of like a character like Hope, but also to really like dig her teeth into the material that she was given, and you know think what we want about the storyline. Like she did an amazing job. Like, from the very beginning, like, from when she found out she was pregnant, like, all through, you know, oh, I'm so happy for this, then we're having this baby, blah, 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 to, like, the breakdown that she had when she thought her baby had died and she was cradling what she thought was her dead child, you know, like, those scenes were, were, it it broke my heart, it really did, and then, like, her anger and her lashing out, and then, you know, when she broke up with Liam, and then, you know, the scenes that she has with um, Douglas, you know, with their, you know, the mommy, I'm going to be your mommy thing. And then like the whole, you know, difficulty she had when she married Thomas, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Bonding with Phoebe, who is her baby that she had no idea about, but feeling like this tug towards this child. Like, I don't think basically a storyline like this differentiates a good actress from a great actress. And I honestly think that she is a phenomenal actress. So I picked Anika Nicole. You know what? This was the year of the bold and the hope. And Anika <laughs> literally did amazing work for being a recast and being somebody that was thrown in to literally the front burner of a show to literally be given this huge story and have the weight of it on her shoulders for the entire year. Like she knocked it out of the park and I was incredibly proud of the performances she did day in day out. And the big thing is that a lot of those performances were the same thing over and over in the emotional place that she had to take herself to deal with some of those scenes. Like she is definitely an up and coming star and she's going to do great things. And that's why she was my best actress for 2019. All right, Durante, who was your favorite couple of 2019? Uh, this was a hard one, uh, but I picked Sally and Wyatt only because I like them together. I think they're cute. I wish they had more story and I won't flow to stay as far away from them as possible. Okay. Uh, Jenna, who did you pick? Uh, best couple was an iffy one for me because I don't really like Hope and Liam and I don't really like 
Steffi and Liam and, you know, Wyatt and Sally are cute, but there's just so many different variables with them for me that I'm just like, okay, well, they're never on for one. So it's like, eesh, you know, <laughs> like half their story happens off screen. So um, honestly, for me, my couple, this is going to sound really weird, was uh, Brooke and Ridge. Okay. And the reason that I say that is because, yes, we're having another like upteenth millionth, you know, divorce scene. It's fine, whatever. We all know eventually they'll get back together. But um, I picked it because of the arc over the whole year for them, I think, was pretty solid. And I like that they always seem to have difficulty for some reason. And I don't know why I like this, but always have difficulty with each other's children. Like they love each other so much, but their family dynamics so does is not conducive to that love. <laughs> and the fact that they really try so hard to make it work and they just ultimately can't every time they try. It's like, I, I almost, I almost want to root for them to stay together. Like, but then again, I'm like, no, they need to be apart because it just doesn't work. But I know my stupid self four months from now, and I'm going to be like, they just need to get back together. So for me, it was Bridge. Okay. Marissa, who did you pick? Um, Sam, this was hard for me also, but I'm going to go with um, Bridge and Shauna, potential couple anyway, um, only because I'm loving their chemistry. I'm loving just the dynamic of them. I hope that there's a better storyline coming for them. But I think their chemistry is really awesome. And I want to do um, an honorable mention, too, to Wyden and Sally, because I think their chemistry is really good. I wish the story was there. But, yeah. So, it's funny you mentioned Wyden and Sally, because that's my couple. They're just so pretty. They just have no story. Like, they have a lot of potential. They have a lot of chemistry. They have a lot of just ground. But all I've seen them do this year was be in bed and then break up and then be in bed. Like that's yeah. that's been their year. Um, so I'm hoping that 2020 will give us a little bit stronger of a couple, but we'll find out. Jenna, who was your least favorite couple of 2019? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry guys, it's definitely Hope and Liam. <laughs> I am over them. I I don't know how many times I can go through this same this same same thing which is sort of hypocritical after i just said that i really enjoyed bridge after they do the same thing basically over and over but this is like hope and liam for me it's like it doesn't have the same thing it doesn't have the same kick the same power that to me that bridge does like hope and liam whine to each other all the time about everything they don't try to make it work one of them does something and the other one goes like i just can't i cannot with them anymore they need to just not be together there you go. Uh, Marissa, who was your least favorite couple? Um, Liam and Hope. And I agree. <laughs> Everything what Jenna just said, I feel like they're just so immature when they're together. Um, like she said, they don't make it anything work. Anything happens. They're just like, okay, let's just call it quits. And they just don't put any effort into their relationship ever. And it's been happening for so long. So it's just kind of like, oh, all right, I'm used to this. You know what I mean? And they just... I just hate them. I truly hate this couple. I really do. And I wish they'd just be over and just stop with the back and forth because obviously it just doesn't work because they're both idiots. And that's just how I feel. Well, well said. Durante, who was your pick? I'm going to make it a 
trifecta and say Hope and Liam. I just, and it's mostly because of Liam. I like Hope. I just think Liam is wishy-washy and he goes back and forth and he's going to go back to Steffi eventually, which makes it hard to root for this couple because I just, I, I just, I don't see anything to like. I just, and they have no chemistry, these two actors together. He has more chemistry with Jacqueline than he does with Anika. And, yeah. I co-sign that so much. Yeah. So, no, no, let's keep saying. Just saying. That's fair. What my pick was is very similar to your guys, but it's not, not exactly that. Um, but it's Liam and the cast of The Bold and the Beautiful. Because, <laughs> stop it. That penis ruins everything, and it needs to be tamed. I just I can't handle it. I it, it's dumb. Everything oh that God. he's in, every story he's in, everything that man brings down, and it's not because of the actor Scott Clifton is doing the Lord's work. But stop, like go on a vacation, go just go find something, happiness. Go find eat, pray, love. Go do something, Scott Clifton, because I need a break. I need a break. I need a long one. Because any pairing he's in, romantic or not romantic, like he's not even in a romantic pairing with Steffi, not Steffi, um, Sally, but he's over here and Sally's saying his name. Stop it. And that happened a whole year ago. Why is she mentioning him? Why? If she would have said Thomas, I'd be like, oh, okay. But like they had a real relationship. Her I and Liam only kissed a few times. Like, a on. few times, but it wasn't a year ago. It's longer. Like, yeah, it was way longer. In like 17, 16. Yeah. Like, it no, was not. actually, you're right. You're right. It you're was right. not 2018. Like, what is this show? Like, stop it. Stop it. So, yes, <sighs> that's my least favorite couple. Um, yes. Who did you guys have for best newcomer, Marissa? I had Denise Richards as Shauna. Love her. She's been like a, just a breath of fresh air, honestly. Like when I see her on my screen, I'm like, oh, God. You know what I mean? She's just so good. And I feel like she's such a natural. And I'm just loving her in this role. So I'm happy she's on the show. There you go. Durante, who'd you pick? I picked Matthew Atkinson as Thomas. I think he just, he has kind of, he's come to the show and made his mark. He made the role of Thomas his own. And I think he's doing a really good job because I have such intense feelings about this character. I really dislike him. And I'm like, if you, if I could dis- dislike you that much, you're doing a good job. Um, so, yeah, that's my pick. There you go. Uh, Jenna, what was your pick? So, honestly, my pick is that little boy that plays Douglas. Nice. Because I don't really like kids on soaps. I, I mean, I don't. It's like, bring him out for the holidays and be done with it. But... Um, I honestly, I love that kid. Like every time he's on my screen, I just, I smile because he's just adorable and he's a great actor. He has great chemistry with all the adults that he needs to have, you know, chemistry with. And I think he's just great. And that little video of him baking cookies. Oh my God. I nearly died. He is just, he is adorable and he brings some much needed happiness for me to that show. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of happiness on that show, and he does an amazing job. So I, his name is Henry Joseph Samir. Samir? I knew it start. It was Henry. Oh, oh. I was going to say, but I didn't want to mess it up because yep. he's just so cute, and I love him. He, he does such a great <laughs> job. So good choice. Um, For me, I chose Matthew Atkinson as well. Um, 
to to come into the show much like Anika and be a recast and then immediately thrown into a five day a week storyline where your I don't I don't even know your point of view is changed every you know day or two that is something that just has been amazing to watch because he finds a way to navigate through it and I've really enjoyed what he's done this year. Uh, Durante, who was your best dressed for 2019? I put Jacqueline as Steffi Forrester. Um, I think that Jacqueline is, of course, beautiful. But every time I see her on my screen, I always notice her clothes. She looks gorgeous. And I'm not a clothes person. I don't usually pay attention to it. But she's always, she's always dressed so fly that I can't help but notice. So she's my best dress. There you go. All right. Jenna, who was your best dressed? Mine is definitely Brina Sofer, Quinn Forrester. She's not on the screen all the time, but every time she's on my screen, she looks amazing. She always looks amazing. That Halloween costume they had her in, she looked flawless. She looked amazingly beautiful. I just love her to death anyway. But every time I see her on the screen, they always have her in a really nice like pantsuit or a really pretty dress. Or even when like she's going to look casual, she still looks amazing. And I wish I looked like her. So, yeah. There you go. Marissa, who was your best dressed of 2019? Best dressed? Oh, um, Sally. That was my pick, too. My girl... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she looks good in whatever they put her in, whether it's on or on the floor. And that's why she's my best dress. Or Definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Uh, who was your most in need of a makeover, Durante? My um, most in need of a makeover, I chose, um, I, I didn't cho- choose based off of clothes. I chose based off of character. And I chose Brooke because I feel like over the last few years, she, she, she hasn't had any story outside of her kids. And so I would like to see her go back to her roots. I would like them to build her character up again and give her more story outside of her kids. And hopefully this rich son of thing will be the vehicle to do that. There you go. Uh, Jenna, what about you? So my character most need of makeover is Flo. And I mean that literally and character wise, like she needs to do something other than cry and mouse around and be like, I'm sorry. Oh, don't talk to me. Oh, I'm so pathetic. No, they need to do something with her. Like she needs to either be like a badass, like her mother and just go after what she wants, or she just needs to go because there's enough weepy women on this show. I don't need another one. I really don't. So Flo. Okay. Marissa, who is your character most need of a makeover? Um, I picked Hope. I hate the way they dress her. Um, I hate that she wears like boots, shorts, and a cardigan. Like what is going on? <laughs> she needs to change that. Um, Annika's a pretty girl. They need to dress Hope better than what they do. And I hope for two thousand twenty they do that. Very cool. Well, much like Durante, I picked Brooke Logan for all of the reasons. One, she she needs... Yes, she's an older woman, but she's still got it. 
Like they dress her in these frumpy outfits that do her just no good. And then on top of that, like from a character perspective, girl, you are Brooke Logan. Quit crying. Start scheming. Start being the slut from the valley, the bitch on wheels. Literally be running this town, these companies, be making these men fight after you. Don't be over here crying because whatever the reason of the week is, like you're better than this, Brooke, and I need you to be better. So that brings us to our favorite new character. Jenna, who did you pick? My favorite new character is Denise Richards' character. Yes. She has brought so much life into into this show and into her scenes. I mean, I just like having a scheming bitch back on my screen. I really do. And I mean, she's not like a horrible person like Sheila, you know, but Shauna, she knows what she wants and she's going to go after it and she don't give a shit if you like it or not. And I love it. So definitely Shauna. Very cool. Uh, Marissa, who did you pick? Um, I picked the same as Jenna, Shauna. I felt like she's just been so good. She's been a breath of fresh air, like I said before. Um, and like you, like Jenna said, like too, you could like see just what she wants, and she's going for it, and she's just so unapologetic. So I love it. So yeah, she's definitely my favorite new character. Durante, who did you pick? I actually picked um, Beth slash Phoebe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only because they she the baby isn't even a year old yet, and she's already driven so much story more than some of the adults on the show. So yeah, that's my pick. That's all I got. There you go. Uh, I also picked Shauna. Um, she's just such a breath of fresh air and literally has knocked it out of the park since she came in here. There's no character that's come in the last year that's really shaken up the canvas like she has and has the most potential to because not only does she have chemistry with Thorsten K, but she also has it with Dollar Bill. And she has it with pretty much all the men on the show. And I would really like to see what they did. Because what if one day Eric started looking after her and then Quinn got to be crazy Quinn again and go after Shauna. And then we built up a rivalry there. Like there's there's a lot of elements and ways that they can take this character. I'm really excited to see where they go. Uh, Marissa, what was the best exit of 2019 for you? Um, I went with Wayne Brady. Um, I forget what his character's name was, <laughs> but um, I just like the exit because it was just like he stole Hope's baby. He, you know, had um flow around whatever, and then all of a sudden he just dropped off the canvas. It was perfect. I didn't have to see him again, and I was happy that they put him in jail. So he's definitely my best exit. All right, uh, Durante, who was your best exit? Um. I actually did something funny, and I picked Thomas when he um, temporarily exited by dropping in a bat of what was what we thought was acid, only because I enjoyed seeing Thomas falling the bat of acid. So. Okay. Um, Jenna, what was the best exit for you? Oh, wow. Um, I think the best exit, honestly, was um. And it's not because of the actress, but I think the best best exit that we saw was Emma because it literally terrified everyone that was in that storyline. 
And, you know, they're like, oh, my God, what, what are we going to do? Like, da, 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 you know, because Thomas kept using that, like, you know what happened to Emma. Do you want that to happen to you kind of thing? And so then you kind of understood even more why everyone was keeping quiet about it. I didn't I didn't like the way that they got Emma out. I thought it was dumb. Like, she could have had a storyline. Like, but I think from the aspect of the Thomas angle, keeping everybody quiet about the baby, I think it worked. So that was mine. Very cool. So mine was the viewership um y'all that left because those ratings are going down despite what the <laughs> um, actual, uh reports might say um y'all y'all are the true winners here y'all are the mvps y'all escaped y'all went on to glory and y'all are the real winners here because this show does not deserve your time or your energy and that's why uh you guys got the best exit this year good job damn agreed (laughs) (laughs) so that brings us to a worst exit uh durante who are the worst exit for you i put ego rag i put ego as thorn forester um he was there one minute and go to next they came up with some kind of convoluted excuse that oh he was never he hasn't got it over Ali yet, and, and and then he decided to just pick up and leave Katie. Um, I was really frustrated because they never invested in the character when with when Ego was playing him or in the character ever, and then they just abruptly ended his marriage to Katie with no real explanation, satisfying explanation. There you go. All right, uh, Jenna, what was your worst exit? I actually picked uh, Ingo Rademacher's exit as well because it was just, it was like he said, it was just so stupid. Like the whole thing was just, it was dumb. And I was, I was going like, so you made this big deal about Ingo coming to your show for what exactly? What exactly did we get out of this? Was he even there a year? I don't even think he was. Like it was just, it was dumb. The whole thing was just really stupid. So that was mine. Uh, Marissa, what did you pick? Um, I picked the same as them. I picked Ingo as Thorn. I feel like they never really invested in the character, and they just made a big deal about him coming to the show, but they never really invested in the character. And then him marrying Katie, and then just the whole situation with um, trying to get custody, and then he left because he wasn't over Darla and Allie's death. I feel like it was really weird. Didn't really make a lot of sense, and they just wanted to come up so quick in a hurry so yeah he was my pick as worst exit so fun fact he was actually on the show from november 27 2017 to february 14 2019 that man was there over a year and i still can't tell you what he did i just thank you i don't know um worst exit is pretty much all the exits for me um thorn forrester dr reese buckingham emma barber jordan armstrong and xander like uh, what all of those were just dumb. Um, Thorn, like you guys said, had no ending. Like he literally, he just like was like, you know what? I just don't want to be here anymore. I'm still not over my ex that I've been over because I've had multiple other relationships and been fine. But I just I need to go back to Australia because reasons, mate. Um, Reese Buckingham, like they didn't finish his story. They, they literally didn't finish the man's story. But they allowed Rich to get him extradited from the UK into the US without actually having any proof of this going on. So that makes no sense. Emma, that was dumb. 
you brought her back for two episodes to run her over and then say that it was her fault. Like, what? And then Jordan Armstrong, like, you make such a big deal that Vincent Irizarry is coming to your program, and for what? For what? And Xander, like, he dug another one who just vanished into the background. Like, B&B, get better with your exits. Damn it. It's okay for people to leave. You don't have to just be in the other room. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. That brings us to most in need of a storyline, Jenna. Oh, most in need of a storyline <laughs> is, Sp- is Bill Spencer. Like, give my man a freaking story. And I want an actual story. Not just like, oh, Katie's sick. I'm so sad. Like, no. Like, give my man a story. He's a ruthless businessman. Where is my ruthless businessman? Not on the show. I don't know where he is. I mean, did he go to Monaco and never come back? Because that's kind of what it feels like. Like, Dollar Spencer is a ruthless dude that you don't fuck with. Where is he? Give him back to me, please. So, yeah. feel like Bill, the dollar Bill Spencer you want, like, fell out of the helicopter with rich that's that's where and he never came back never came back because he has not been that guy in a minute Ugh, it's and dumb so, marissa who do you think needs the most storyline or needs a new storyline um i pick steffi forrester i feel like she should be doing way more than just like following liam around and folding clothes all year um i want to see her in the business storyline uh, <laughs> her versus Hope or some, just something, anything what she's doing right now because I feel like they're not really utilizing her at all. And I feel like she's just in a back in the background and just like uh, irrelevant character at this point. And she should be front burner. Agreed. Uh, Durante, who do you think needs a storyline? I put Quinn Forrester. And I like your idea you mentioned earlier about Shauna and Eric. Maybe... Red, after Rich dumps Shauna, as you know what's going to happen, um, she, she turns to Eric for comfort, and that sets Quinn off. Or maybe uh, something for Quinn's past comes back up, and maybe, maybe that about that man she killed and never paid for. Something that something to give her a story and maybe and, if, and upset this perfect life she has right now. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good story to have. Um, for me, I picked Brooke Logan. Um, I think I've already said everything I need to say about that one. But Brooke is the last of the original characters, right? It's her and Eric. That's all we got left as far as the original actors go. And they're not treating her with that respect. And it makes me sad because you don't know how much longer she's going to want to keep coming to the show if you're not going to treat her with that respect and give her the content worthy of her because there's she's still a very capable actor and there's plenty of shows that would love to snatch and grab her so don't lose it marissa who needs less story in 2020 hope logan hope logan she's been on the show for all year round she's been on all year. Like, I just need a break from her. I need a break from her crying, her annoying voice. I just need her just away from the, the screen for a little while. We need a break from her. There you go. 
Uh, Durante, who do you think needs less story? Liam Spencer. I'm sick of him and his magic stick and how <laughs> it, it, it just affects women even if he doesn't have sex with them. I'm just sick and tired of it. Steffi, Hope, and now my Sally? No. They need to put him on the back burner for, for a while. Give him six months to a year off. Give it There you go. Uh, Jenna, how about you? Oh, yeah, I'm going with Durante. Liam, Liam needs to just go back to doing IT in a closet because I'm, I'm done. I am over it. I need a break. Send him somewhere overseas where he has to go do something for Spencer because I don't care. I don't care about his wiffle waffle dick. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yep. I don't care. Well, I don't care about Liam either. And that's why he is my choice as well. Dude's on way too much. He affects way too much. And his exit alone would cause, once again, B&B to have to do something different and shake it all up. And I would be interested to see who finally gets storyline when Liam is no longer the central dick of the story. Like, it would be cool to see Bill, like, in a front burner story again. It would be cool to see them Please. rotate people. Like, again, use an ensemble that you have, but unfortunately, we don't get to have nice things. So, that brings us to our favorite and least favorite storylines. So, you know what, Durante, why don't you tell everybody what your favorite storyline of 2019 was? Okay, this is really difficult for me, but I picked the Baby Switch reveal. Not the Baby Switch, the reveal. And um, Douglas revealing it. Phoebe is Beth. I love that. I love the fallout from it. I love the acting from Jacqueline and Anika um, and, and Thorsten. I it gave them all great stuff to do and, and I was happy that it ended. There you go. Uh, Jenna, what was your favorite storyline? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't even know. Like, I think if I had to pick something, I would say that my favorite storyline was um, Douglas throwing his dad under the bus, like calling his dad. And he's like, you're not going to tell anybody. And he's like, watch me and just like hung up on him. And then like was going to Liam and was like, no, Phoebe's Beth. Phoebe is Beth. And honestly, as much as I say Liam needs to go, Scott Clifton like murdered me in those scenes when he ran into that baby's room and mm-hmm. snatched her up out of the crib and was like, and Steffi's looking at him like, oh my God, you're having like a psychotic breakdown. Like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> you know, like those scenes were great. So if I had to say anything good, I would say that would be it. Okay, fair, fair enough. Marissa, you asked not to be first this time, so I, I didn't make you first. So you better have something good for us here. What it was your favorite storyline? <laughs> Of 2019. God, this is a hard one, but I went with the whole Beth slash Phoebe kidnapping. Um, I thought that the acting was pretty good with Jackie, Scott, Annika. It was pretty good. Um, and even like the little boy that played Douglas, I felt like he did pretty good too. Um, the story wasn't dragged out as long as I thought it would be. Um, it was a decent story. I wish... <sighs> 
they all did really great. That's all I'm going to say. It was good. There you go. So, like Jenna said, this was hard to choose. Um, but honestly, if I'm looking at the show as a whole, I'm thinking about it. I am going to give them credit for the baby switch start. Um, unlike Durante, who enjoyed the end, I enjoyed the start of it. Like I enjoyed the amazing performances we got. I liked everything that it was building, the way it utilized the whole canvas and kind of shook things to the core. Uh, things went downhill for me once you got Thomas involved and once you started making it um, about that and less so about just Hope and Steffi and Liam and the ramifications of that. Like Once you had this become kind of something more that I'm going to talk about in a second, um, I just really lost my patience for the story. And then it was so repetitive, and I saw the same episode like 17 times, and then Phoebe is Beth, and Beth is Phoebe, and Phoebe is Beth, and Beth is Phoebe, and I just can't take it anymore. But it was initially my favorite story of the year, so that's why it kind of won out for me. But let's have a little bit more fun. Let's talk about our least favorite story of the year. Uh Durante, what was your least favorite story of the year? Hope Thomas Douglas. <laughs> I hate the whole story. Uh, it makes no sense. I hate that they're assassinating Thomas and Hope's characters. I hate that. The, I hate that this Douglas's head is being played with by so many people. I just hate the whole storyline. There you go, uh, Marissa. What was your least favorite storyline? Um. Definitely the Douglas situation with um, Thomas and Hope. I feel like, one, why would Hope want to be even around him or associate with him after he kept her baby away from her? That's just number one. Number two, I don't understand why Thomas would be putting his son just up for grabs. You know what I mean? For Hope to even, like, be like, oh, I want to take custody of him or I want partial custody. It's very, very stupid. And I feel like, like Durante said, like, it's like assassinating the characters of Hope and uh, Hope and um, Thomas. Like, just why is that even like a story which is really out of the blue for me and i just i don't know i just wish that it was just i guess played out differently yeah that's all i understand jenna what was your least favorite story of 2019 all of it damn yep i mean i'm gonna be really (laughs) honest with you I'm All clapping for you, Jenna. I'm clapping for because, you. Because, like, she had that baby at the beginning of the year. It drug out all goddamn year. They're still dragging it out. Then you throw in Thomas, and then you throw in this bridge breakup over Thomas isn't really that insane. How could you think that, like, just shut up. Whatever. Like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm watching you. All of it. <laughs> wow. That was mean. And what I was hoping for. Because um, I wasn't as mean. <laughs> Because, yes, I agree. Um, but my least favorite storyline was Thomas's Hope Session. Because, the fuck, dude? You are Thomas Forrester. You can just go on to Tinder, go on to whatever little app you want, swipe whichever direction your heart content, and go put it in something right away. But you are obsessed with this thing. And I don't understand why. Like, Hope is not the be-all, end-all. She doesn't love you. She hasn't treated you with any form of respect. She's, like, 
just why? Why? And then the way he treats her and the way he acts around it. And then the fact that sometimes they have really good chemistry and I like them together, but I shouldn't because the story's terrible. Like, ugh, this whole thing. But honestly, the entire show was just trash in 2019 and it just makes me makes me sad. But I'm, I've got fingers crossed that it's going to bounce back and that there'll be Something worth watching and talking about in 2020, but boy, boy. <laughs> so before we wrap this one up, does anybody got any final thoughts or opinions on the year or anything else they want to to say before we wrap this up? I think I said everything I need to say. Same. Um. Um, I will say is that I feel like Brad Bell, when he does, he'll do like a great storyline and then he'll do a horrible storyline. Hopefully soon he comes up with a good one, some new ideas, some fresh ideas. So B&B can be better in 2020, hopefully. And yeah, that's all. Mm, That's that's it. Like it's got to get better. It's got to. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can Send us your list and what you liked and disliked and your faves and least faves using the hashtag RTakeBold. Or you can add us at RTakeMedia. Or you can even leave us a comment at RTakeMedia.com. You can follow Marissa at A-Bitches. You got Durante at Durante1985. Jenna's at Jenna TV Lover, And I'm at SoapWikiJohn. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. And done.